Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is January 13th, 2023. That's right. This is a Friday the 13th. Ooh, ooky spooky. Um, I personally love Fridays the 13th. Um, the biggest thing that got me into, well, there's two reasons. Um, one is the tattoo flash. Um art that you can get at certain tattoo shops if they choose to do it they you know back in my day i mean i I think they still do this but sometimes the price has changed you know hey inflation's a bitch we know um but they'll do um flash art for like 13 bucks and it's like a cute little thing and i actually got a flash art tattoo on one of those days so it has a nice little memory for that so i love friday the 13th um also my birthday i was born on a thursday the 13th but, you know, sometimes my birthday falls on a Friday the 13th, so I feel a little like, ooh, spooky me, ooh, spooky birthday. Um, <laughs> okay, anyway, um, let's see. Let's do the food corner. Let's talk about foods. Um, good news, bad news in this food corner. Let's, I'm going to hit you with the good news. Good news is your boy got lucky. I, um, I, I woke up. I was feeling, uh, I don't know, I was feeling weird. I knew I needed to eat, or at least I felt like I needed to eat. So I ate and took some, like, you know, headache medication or whatever, uh, Tylenol, aspirin, whatever. Um, and, um, but I ordered. I decided I'm going to, I've been I've been treating myself maybe a little too much. I don't know. I've been door dashing a little bit. But on the other side, I've been ordering. So I ordered from my favorite Bami spot, uh, Paris Bami. Um... And I got a grilled uh, bami, grilled pork bami. Mm, so yummy, so great. And I ordered one. And I look and I see. And I, you know, when I pick it up, I'm like, this is heavy for one. And they gave me two. I had two whole bamis. I'm like, how could I be so lucky? What? That's crazy. What a Wednesday. So I'm eating these. I'm scarfing them down. I'm so happy. Um, mind you, I knew later that day I was supposed to eat like Mexican food or something like that. And, um, I was like, ah, it's whatever. This is lunch. This is a good lunch. I'm treating myself. I felt like doo-doo. I'm going to eat. Yummy. And then later, one of my coworkers, they go, hey, Isaiah, I got a bowl. Do you want half of it? And hey, look, y'all know me. When someone says a bowl of anything, I'm already going to say yes. I'm not even going to ask questions as to what the bowl is. I had assumed it was Chipotle and was right. It was Chipotle. Um, But I was like, I'll take whatever. If it's a poke bowl, yes. Is it uh, a bowl of weed? Yes. I I said it. I'm sorry. You know, I I will say yes to that. Um, I will inhale that. But so we get to my lunch break and, um, you know, lo and behold, there's this, this bowl in front of me. And I'm like, oh, man, you're really giving me. She's like, it's more than half, really. And I'm like, uh, I'm thinking about this Mexican food I'm supposed to eat. I'm like, all right, I will take this off your hands, but I'll eat it later. And, um, you know, I proceed to hold on to it, then proceed to say, I'm being way too gluttonous. I'm going to eat this later tonight or something, whatever. Or, you know, we'll do Mexican food. I wound up canceling the Mexican food. And now we're going to go into the bad news. The bad news is I ate that Chipotle bowl. And that Chipotle bowl poisoned your boy. I was down. I literally, I eat it and I'm like, okay, it's a lot of sour cream. Okay, that's a bit, 
that's a bit liberal there with the sour cream. Okay, whatever. Hey, I don't judge. It's fine. Um, but I ate it. it. It seemed normal, seemed nominal, whatever. And um, feel a little better, feel like revitalized again. I'm like, good. Mm. It's weird how I feel like a Tekken character where it's like, mm, chicken, and I can like do epic battles. Um, but I felt good, felt fine. Then I, an hour or so later, I go back, to, I, I go to sleep. And an hour later, I wake up and I'm in pain and I am flustered. And I know something is wrong because I don't just wake up an hour into sleep like this. And I get the feeling, the vibe, the nausea, it's there. And I'm in pain and I'm weird and I'm uncomfortable and I'm squirming in bed. And I go, Isaiah, get the puke bucket. It's time. And I, I'm, I'm trying to negotiate out of it, but I just get it and I proceed to use it. Um, and yeah, I was like, yeah, just tracing my steps back. I'm like, it had to have been that bowl. And I, you know, fast forward to today, I go, hey, because I called off. I was like, no, I'm done. I'm sick. Um, I, I asked my coworker, I'm like, hey, so that bowl, huh? She's like, yeah, that was disgusting. And I understand now why there was so much left. Because she's like, there was just so much sour cream. I'm like, yeah, there was too much sour cream. And, and so, yeah, I mean, hey, look, I'm not going to blame Chipotle. I, maybe a little bit, whatever. Mm, maybe mm, a little bit of reservation. But I'm not going to lie to you. I'll eat Chipotle again, goddammit. Uh, <laughs> I'm too down bad for it. But, um, yeah, Food Corner was bittersweet. Definitely bittersweet. That all happened on the same day. And, um, you know, maybe I was cruising for a bruise in there with my diet. You know, maybe I should have showed some restraint. No ragouts. But, um, yeah, I've, I've gone through it this week and I'm out the other side. <laughs> um, but, yeah, hopefully I'm not keeping the newsies, you know, or the news heads, whatever, waiting. You know, my whole little personal anecdotal bullshit life news. I'm probably using anecdotal wrong. But whatever. Who cares? You know. Um... Let's see. Let's start with our Ukraine news. A little bit more. Honestly, it's over half on this episode. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, let's see. From CNN. First on CNN. U.S. Navy veteran released from Russian custody. So let's see here. Da, 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 da. An American Navy veteran who was detained in Russia for nearly a year was released from Russian custody on Thursday. Um, this was spearheaded with negotiations um, by a former New Mexico governor, Bill Richardson. I believe it is uh, Taylor Dudley, um, who was um, held in, you know, Russian captivity, Russian prison. Um, let's see. Yeah, Taylor Dudley, 35 years old, of Lansing, Michigan. He was detained by Russian border police. Um, this was um, in April 2022. He was crossing from Poland to Kaliningrad, um, which is a Russian enclave, which is territory governed by Moscow between Poland and Lithuania. Um, he was in Poland for a music festival, but it's not clear on why he crossed the border. And um, I got to tell you, I don't want to be conspiratorial or whatever, but this is definitely the plot point where, like, someone's going to skip the record and say, well, isn't that weird? Um, you know, it, it's it's a lot like the Wheeling thing, which this article does kind of get into because he's still in captivity. It's like you traded USBs for a wedding reception at a random hotel with a guy you knew. It's just weird. It's just weird. I obviously want this. I want Paul Wheeling to come home. You know what I mean? There are other people who are held in um, Russian, you know, 
prison, you know, get them all back. It's, it's not like we were just like, oh, Brendan Griner, yay, and it's over. It's not like, um, you know, it was Trevor Reed and we're done, you know. You want to see anyone who's locked up abroad come home. That's my general thing. Shit, even if it's illegal, like, like let them serve time here if it's, you know, something bad that they did. Shit, man, prison is scary. Granted, I mean, the industrial prison complex here in America is fucking terrible. It's trash, but um, it is built differently. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm on a bit of a tangent here, but um, essentially, you know, he was he was exchanged and it wasn't like there was an equal exchange or anything like that, which I was really surprised to hear. Um, but I mean, essentially they've been pushing, it seems for a long time to make this happen. Um, it seems that a lot of it was kind of done quietly, which is the general operating procedure during these kind of situations is that you don't want to make it public because then it potentially gives too much leverage to the other country who is holding the, the prisoner because they're like, okay, well, cool. Now you're juicing this and now you have to give us more because it's a spotlight issue. So it's kind of quote unquote advised or recommended to just be quiet to keep the minimum, you know, negotiation shit to a, to a lull. Um, I guess that's worked in this scenario. Um, cause like I said, I haven't heard about this Taylor Dudley guy at all. Um, I've heard other stories of other people who are being, you know, held in Russia, but not this one. So, I mean, this was seemingly a snap thing. It happened and, you know, now this man is back home. So, I mean, obviously it's good news. Um, but yeah, something I wanted to cover to start us off. I, you know, and actually I like starting off with some good news. I know I, I am keeping it out of dirge <laughs> a lot of the times. Um, so it's good to cover something that's okay, positive. Um, let's see. Something I got from Reuters. Russia appoints top soldier Gerasimov to oversee Ukraine campaign. So I believe after three months, there was, um, let's see, trying to think. I think it was, yeah, Sergei Soigu, um, who was like, I don't know, Lord Armageddon or something. Like he had a cute little nickname. Oh, no, no, my bad. I'm getting mixed up. Sorry. Pre-corrections corner. Let's fix this right now. Um, last, Octo last October, Russia had put Sergei Sorovikin, who is nicknamed General Armageddon. So this guy was supposed to be like a cutthroat, ruthless dude. Um, he was put in um, to oversee the Ukrainian conflict. Fast forward to now, like I said, three months or so have passed, and they're putting this Gerasimov guy in. Um, so they kind of go into a little bit of his, you know, bio here, but then also some criticisms because, you know, people are like, what the fuck? Like, so this is making us look really bad. You're saying that this guy isn't up to snuff or what have you. Um, granted, it might not be so much that once again, you know, kind of going, you know, siphoning a little bit from the article here. Um, you know, there's some people who are saying like, this is maybe, more of a bit of a political thing. Like maybe the Soroc guy is getting a little bit too much juice. They're saying, hey, let's switch it up. Let's change it up because this guy's getting Putin's ear and we don't like that. We're not okay with that. We need to maybe, you know, diversify that. Um, also, you know, the, you know, there's another way of looking at it, which is saying, hey, things are not looking good here from the Russians' perspective. 
Things have not improved. You know, no territory really is being gained that's relevant. We're going to get to that a little bit here to close on our Ukraine part. But, um, you know, we need to continue to shake this up because this isn't working. Um, and so people are looking at this as like, oh, this is an L. This is bad. There's some people who are like, no, this isn't an L. This is just a shakeup. So, I mean, time will tell there, whatever. But um, definitely a development. Um you know, I, I don't really have too much speculation. I, I have to often remind myself that it doesn't matter how long I podcast. I don't have a fucking degree in pol- political science. I don't have a degree in war. I don't know any of this fucking shit, dude. I read uh, The Art of War by Sun Tzu once. That was okay. Not as moving as people say. I'm going to tell you that. But um, that being said, it is definitely a development. So like I said, I wanted to cover it. Um, but something that is mentioned in the tail end of the article is, um, a town called Solidar, which is like a salt mining town. And, um, it's become a spotlight in the war as of late because, um, Russia has been fighting over it and it's part of the whole Bakhmut area region. I mentioned that a little bit in a previous episode when we were talking about the Wagner group. But um, essentially, Russia is claiming that they have control of Solidar. Now, the Ukrainian side is saying, hey, that's not true. They do not. Um, But we can start reading from the article I got from The Guardian. Got a burp coming, maybe? Mm -hmm. Hellish battle for Solidar symbolizes state of Russia's war in Ukraine. Um, Fall salt mining town would be a propaganda coup for Kremlin, but but analysts say scale of casualties make it a pyrrhic victory. So it's not 100% determined who actually has control of Solidar right now. Um, It's kind of up for grabs. From what I'm gleaning from this article, it seems that the the Russian army has found a way to flank into this town, and they essentially have the town... But Ukrainian forces have it surrounded. So it's like they forced their way into being blockaded, if that's true. So not exactly the dub you're looking for. But if Russians then came through, pushed out the, you know, outside forces, the outside Ukrainian forces, then yes, they would have full control of this town. But this is the period victory part. What does that mean? Like, what does that mean? What does that accomplish? Because this isn't anything real this isn't tangible maybe this sets you up for other places in this region you're trying to say hey we still have control you need to respect that control maybe that's where you're saying you're getting a w here if you're you know russia but overall you're fighting and burning through resources you're losing men here for what you know this salt mining town that I've said. Now, I, I do want to reference The Guardian again. They do a really good job. They do a lot of before and after picks, which I got to say, you know, I've covered the shit weekly. Um, There are times where it, it just feels like a grind where I'm just like, you know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing. Look, I'm in the abyss, okay? I'm not looking away, whatever. But they, there are times where I go, whoa. And um, seeing these before and after picks that they have, definitely one of those moments where i go god damn dude like it's weird to see a place look normal and maybe this is me you know just being me in the week 
I've been watching a lot of Fallout YouTube or whatever. Um, my, my, my headspace is there. And it's like the whole like concept of pre-war, post-war shit is like in my head. So doing the scale, seeing the before and after, it's like, God damn, it's just like that, dude. It's crazy. And I, oh, the war, war never changes. You know, and I did the quote wrong, whatever, fuck it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is undetermined exactly where Solidar stands. Um, and then in the bigger picture, what does that mean? But, um, you know, shit, it's in the news. So here we are. We're talking about it. Uh, but moving off of Ukraine news, we're going to take it back to the States. We're back in America. Um, and we got to talk about, we got to talk about our boy. We got to talk about Joseph Robinette Biden. Uh, <laughs> let's see from ABC news, AG. A.G. Garland names Robert Hur as special counsel in Biden classified documents matter. So remember how we talked about Donald Trump? We've been talking about Donald Trump. And one of the many trysts and foils and problems that Donald Trump's had is in Mar-a-Lago where he decided to keep classified documents that he had obtained as president. And he took them, you know, him and his, you know, his staff, they took them, they put them in boxes, yada, yada, yada. And they had some of them in safes. You know, some of it, whatever. You could walk into Mar-a-Lago. You'd be hanging out, going to the wrong room. Oh shit! What's in this? What's in this document? I just wanted to take a shit. <laughs> um, that was an issue, and you know, everyone was in shock. Everyone was in uproar. Ah, people. Um, obviously, Joe Biden came out very much against this. Called it very irresponsible. Anyway, fast forward to now. He's in the news for classified documents and of course you know republicans are up in arms saying oh this is the same thing oh my god the audacity um and i mean hey this is definitely one of those things where you can make some parallels so <laughs> and also i would love to play out their fantasy where it's like yeah now joe biden needs to go to jail and it's like that would honestly be fucking dope <laughs> Dude, I don't care. <laughs> Lock up Joe Byron. That would be sick. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, though. Um, but we can get into a little bit of the meat of it, how it's a little different, and, you know, what's going to happen. Um, just using this article more or less as a, as a source, but I'm, you know, more or less riffing here from what I've learned throughout the week. Um, you know, there are two places, two instances where this has more or less come up and become an issue. The one that we heard at the top of the week, there was a think tank, um, I believe it was like Biden Penn something, but essentially this took place when he was a vice president under Barack Obama, and there were these documents that were there, and they were discovered, um, I believe that they were discovered November 4th, and, and here's where the difference kind of starts, because once, you know the attorneys who are going through all these files, they realize it. Then they say, okay, we're all going to play ball with the department of justice. And they tell them. So this then becomes noted then, and it has become a, you know, officially a record that now this is something that needs to be dealt with. Then there is a second wave here that we don't find out until later in the week around Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. Um, where, Oh shit. Now we're looking around for more documents to make sure that we're, you know, recovering our ass here. 
And there are documents that are actually in Joe Biden's residence in Delaware or whatever, like Wilmington, Delaware or whatever. Um, so that's a little bit more pressing because that then becomes very much tantamount to, oh, it's just like Donald taking his documents back home to Florida in Mar-a-Lago. And it's like, mm, maybe, I don't know, we'd have to go through that. But it is determined that they, in both of these situations, these are classified documents. They are not in the White House. They are out. They are abroad. And um, they then are, you know, sent to, you know, Department of Justice, yada, yada, yada. Um, I imagine they're eventually going to wind up in archives, where they're supposed to be. Um, but it is now bringing up this issue from the, you know, Democrat side. And like I said, you know, Republicans are screaming Bloody Mary. Um, but naturally, you know, um, Attorney General Merrick Garland has determined, you know, you know, with his team, his group, like, we have to treat this the same exact way as Donald Trump, which I think is a good idea. I think that's what you're supposed to do. So they have um, put this, uh, what is it, Robert Herr guy in charge of it. Um, and I, I believe he was a former, like, prosecutor um under donald trump so let's see appointed by former her who has been appointed by former president donald trump as u.s attorney um is currently a litigation partner at a washington dc law firm so they hired him i guess to more or less balance it out it's like hey look we and i mean he says it's like you know to get the most non-biased but really on paper it looks like because in the trump situation they picked an independent guy. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but um, he was like more or less supposed to be looked at as dependent. He votes independent, yada, yada, yada. So as opposed to this guy who is literally has a trace to Donald Trump, they have over the Biden case. So, I mean, you can take what you want out of that, whatever, but essentially they are really trying to say, hey, we are putting as much as we can here to say we're doing this by the book. Um... So, you know, essentially time's going to tell what happens here. But to kind of more or less, once again, further illustrate the differences here. Um, once again, you see the cooperation from Biden's side here. Definitely. I don't think that you can debate, oh, is this right or wrong, whatever. Like, no, clearly this is a brute of shit. And I'm sure you could go through all the presidents. There are levels of this. And I don't think like, oh, all of them have classified documents, but they probably have some kind of memento, note, thing, what have you, that they probably shouldn't have took, taken, but they took it anyway. And it's at their house just chilling or something on a shelf or whatever. Um, once again, I'm not insinuating that like these people have classified documents to that level, but either way, you're not supposed to take them. Like, that's part of the whole thing. The procedure here is you give all of that shit. It doesn't matter if, like, Kim Jong-il put a little kissy thing on a napkin and then said, love you, and then gave it to you. You can't take that with you. That's technically supposed to go to the National Archive. But um, you look at it from Trump's perspective, he's like, no, I declassified it in my mind. It's actually by the book. It's okay. And it's like, no, it's not okay. Neither of these are okay. Um, but at least the thing that if you are at least saying, hey, we fucked up, here you go. Whereas on Trump's side, yet again, they say, oh, yeah, we'll cooperate. But you're going through all this legal fighting and, and whatever. And you have to do a raid to get even parts of this back. And you don't know if you even got it all. So there are definitely differences here. Um, you could debate that or whatever if you want. 
I, I, I really don't care. But um, that's that's how I look at it. That's how I view it. So we got one more thing here, and I'm going to end it on some good news. Starting and ending on some good news. What? What a year. We're just getting started. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Um, from ABC News, Buffalo Bills, DeMar Hamlin discharged from hospital week after collapsing on the field. So I want to start this off with a corrections corner. I thought he gotten tackled and um, then got up, then fell down from the whole cardiac thing. Um, he actually did the tackle and then, you know, came up and fell down. So I wanted to, you know, do that right there. Um, but the good news is he has been discharged from the hospital. He was initially sent from the UC, um, health in Cincinnati to Buffalo general. That was earlier in the week and he has been discharged. Um, he's been like watching the Buffalo bills from, you know, hospital bed, you know, sending his, you know, sending in his vibes and stuff. Um, so that's super good news. Um, it was really cool to hear such high marks about our hospital. And also once again, you know, shout out to Cincinnati again. I mean, Hey, woo. Um, who day, whatever. I don't know. We say that here. Um, but good to hear all the high marks, high praise and good to see that we really were supporting. Like, you know what I mean? It was definitely dope to see that on, you know, people's Facebook pages to see that on the streets. Um, also I've, you know, talked about it before, but, um, his GoFundMe, um, he had started in like 2020 and, you know, throughout this whole week or whatever, I think it's like topped out at like $8.75 million. So that's super cool. That's super awesome. Glad to see him alive and well. Um, so yeah, that's a dub. We love to see it. Um, so yeah, that's all I got. Um, let's see. Shill mode. Gotta do it. Do, 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 do. Engage. Um, I got a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Isaiah News. Um, $5 a month gets you access to bonus content. Gets you access to the Discord. Gets you access to newsy shoutouts once a month. And I will plug whatever you like during said shout out. So that's always a thing that you can do to help support. Um, let's see. Also, I don't plug it enough, but if you ever have any problems getting like notifications or whatever, maybe you don't have a Spotify and you just randomly came across this podcast. Thank you for listening. That's awesome. You're great for making it this far. I have a YouTube though, if that's easier. I know sometimes I tell people about it and that's like the best way. Or if you want to help me out and talk about the podcast, you can always tell me I have a YouTube. Um, so yeah, that's also available. It's, I think it's under my name there. I'm just like bold faced with it. Zaya Edwards, you can find me, my channel. Um, but let's see, other ways you can find me, talk to me, feedback, um, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. And I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Either find me or the podcast, Isaiah Newsstand. I'm there. You can hit me up. You can like a thing. <laughs> um, that's all I got. So hopefully I'll see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.